Blue Slide Park. It's Blue Slide Park, man. Uh, it's fucking Blue Slide Park. Hey, I got these Ray-Ban shades. Kind of look like something landing with rock. It seems like now I got a couple bags whenever I shop. Louis shoes, polo socks, some name brand dumb shit. Logo never make a man, but I'm still blowing thousands on it. No clue what I'm calling my album. Fans be at my van screaming, calling me Malcolm. Never knew the outcome. Be this much cash now. Bank account looking like a George Young What's up, everybody? Shana Tova. Welcome to episode 87 of The Locker Room. As always, I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by the full squad today. And I did just turn on my notifications for the Mets game, so I will try to ruin Max's evening tonight as much as I can. But uh, I guess I'll introduce Max Massbound first. We got Max, Al Addis, Cappy, Justin Kappmaster, and uh, Jake Asman is back this week. We're happy to have him back. But, uh, fellas, what's going on? Shana Tova, Happy New Year. Did you guys celebrate? Um, this is like, dude, this is like the first year like I really didn't celebrate. But I do want to say before we continue that our guest today is the lovely yep. Chase Frisky, one of my best friends. I know Laz has gotten really close to them as well. Um, this is his second time on, and this was honestly just as good of a, a interview. I don't even call it an interview; just as good of a, an episode as as the first one was. To be honest with you, a shit um, shoot. Yeah, yeah, it was a little shit shoot. Um, but I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to have Chase back in Florida. Um, we talked about, you know, obviously you'll, you guys will hear, but he was away all summer, so it's nice to see him, see his little face. And um, actually got to go out to dinner with him this weekend, too. So that was like my little uh, spoil. Ooh. Yeah, Russia. Shana. Where, oh. Where'd you go? Oh, Maxi, I went in. Have you guys heard of uh, Komodo? In my I've, Have I heard of it? I've seen it on everyone's Instagram story when they're there. <laughs> so first off, Laz, what was the uh, restaurant you were talking about, by the way, that you said is your go-to in Miami, best restaurant of all time? I wouldn't say it's a go-to because I've only been to Miami like twice, but uh, no, no, 1-800-LUCKY. You... Okay, yeah, sucks. You went? No, no. I'm, oh. I don't know if it sucks, but I, I, I ask people about it, and they're like, oh, 1-800-LUCKY? Oh, that's... Well, that's I mean, you can't compare it. I've heard Komodo's like the best restaurant in the world. You can't really compare. No, but I mean, as, as you guys know, like, I mean, I've talked about this before. When you're going to a restaurant, like, I don't care about when it comes to food, like, you're, we're balling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care how much money I'm spending, especially if you're going to a place like this. So, like, we did the damn thing, boys. We fucking did it. And it Justin was... Justin Kaplan Master, Rich. <laughs> just scout master fat <laughs> you want a kelly cup man you gotta you gotta live large in the off season. yeah that's what it's all about but, but what did you guys uh what did you guys do for the holidays honestly because tell me about some of the jewish food because i missed out on all of it this year uh, i did nothing either cap i'm uh i'm with you i'm here in houston i live by myself there's not too many jews that i know so uh i just kind of did what i normally did i went to work and then i, I went to uh chipotle right after so i, was, I celebrated I the say. uh <laughs> Celebrated the the Jewish New Year online at Chipotle. There's nothing quite like it. I had the hollow French toast. Oh, so good. Can so we talk good. about since we're on the topic of food, boys? Um, you guys are big. You guys are gonna be. I know Laz is big brunch people. No, well, I'm, the I'm, least, brunch I'm the least brunch person of all time. Oh no, I figured like like so, like it's like a thing to do up there with like I don't know. I feel like Ellie like a Sunday Sunday. Ellie's, I don't know. Ellie's huge on brunch. Not me though. I mean, I just do it because she loves it. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a brunch guy though. Well, I've been brought that hot the hollow French guy. toast got me in the like in the the process of it. Court got mm-hmm. this like uh, what was it fruity pebble French to- French toast at brunch the other day. Holy shit! But oh, that sounds too sweet. It's so good. I mean, I got the uh, I got the biscuit sliders and uh, fried chicken. So. Yeah, that sounds good. That's that's way Spe- I, that's more up my alley. Speaking of sweet, have you guys ever heard of a honeydew? Is that the drink at the U.S. Open? Yes, I went and I put down way too many. 
I woke up the next morning because it's so sweet with one of the worst hangovers I've ever had in my life. What is it again? It's like I know, it's like the pink drink everyone posts pictures of. Yeah, I think it's like lemonade, and they do some type of like uh, I don't I don't even know. Like you know what like Puckers was or Smuckers. Um, Smuckers like, an like alcohol a peanut butter and jelly. No, <laughs> I, I, I've like done it. this before. I know. I think it's called Puckers actually. I it's like a. It. Uh, it's like a. I don't know. It's like a syrupy thing that contains some type of alcohol. They top it off with that. It's red. Uh-huh. Looks nice. It's pink. And then they put like melons oh, yeah, uh, yeah, or yeah. like honeydew in it that, ma- uh-huh. that look like tennis balls. Uh, it was delicious. But Gregor's. They use Gregor's vodka. Great. Exactly. Yeah. And that stuff, I'm telling you, it is really good. But if you have too many, you are out for the count the next day. Like what fully out for the count. <laughs> yeah. What do those cost? dollars a pop. Ugh. Well, you get to keep the cup, right? Pop. It's a souvenir cup. Yeah, of course. Cup of did cup. you did you did you guys see the video um, of the uh, the girl at the tennis match slugging the beers? Yeah, I did see that. Oh, I yeah. did see that. She, she did that like they got they caught her like twice at both matches. That's a popular thing there. I feel like though, like that's. Uh, I was listening to a. Po- I think part of my take actually was talking about it today. Like the U.S. Open is like the most white girl wasted sporting event like in Oof. on the planet. <laughs> but dude, that's like, yeah. But it's honestly, I, I've become a, a tennis fan. Like, I actually really enjoy watching. I did live bet uh, the guy Brooksby the other night against Djokovic. I got suckered into that one. Thought it yep, was a good nice idea. bet, dude. Thought it was a good idea. It was plus 800. I was like, you know what? I'll put 60 bucks on it to win 500. And that so quickly just backfired on me. But um, no, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And this girl, Lay- Layla Fernandez, she's been, dude, she turned 19 on monday and she's in the semifinals now it's crazy yeah i could even go to a bar awesome. and buy a drink she's playing the semifinals of the uh us open it's, it's pretty cool honestly like tennis is a lot of fun to watch and especially when it's you know right in our backyard i love the uh we're big big tennis podcast by the way we're a huge tennis podcast i, I don't know if i used to that. play i used to uh, well, pretty, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at tennis <laughs> did you guys see uh um, i'll play you max i, I hope Kick you guys watch the uh i hope you guys watch the untold on netflix with the hockey the uh the mob hockey player did you guys see no. that where the guy no i didn't watch it oh my okay okay wait well, did you say on. speaking of tennis and then go into that well none yes because, <laughs> has, because they just came out with a new untold which is the okay. same which is the same thing it's a tennis it's called um like point break or something like that it's about like american tennis just like how like like throughout the whole process of it but it's so cool but you gotta watch this untold with the hockey player and the mobster you're gonna shit yourself I swear <laughs> to you I don't know if you guys saw. I was in a little Twitter debate last night. I stirred the pot with Noah Rubin and Colby Cohen, two former or two you know guests of ours. Noah was talking about how tennis like could be a top three hardest sport to play, and Colby like obviously you know came back and like said how hockey is one of the hardest. And then they kind of like they didn't really battle. They kind of like agree with each other. It was like a very you know respectful, mature Twitter yeah. interaction, which usually you don't find those on Twitter. But uh, and actually Jamie Loeb, who just played in the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, reply to the tweet. I, I DM'd her from our account, and we're gonna hopefully get her on the podcast to talk about the U.S. Open this year. She uh, she had a really good run. Um, came up short, but but very cool. Hopefully, we'll get her on soon. Laz, I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up to you that, a little off topic, but um, our friend Adam Fox, um, obviously guest of the podcast. I was listening to get my normal fantasy daily fantasy series XM. I know you guys know that no, this is coming Thursday. Football's coming up. But um, switched over. It was a commercial switched over to Sirius X and NHL radio. And of course, they were talking about a Foxy story. And this guy was talking to saying how it was a bad thing that Foxy won the um, the Norris. 
the notes. Thank you. I, I was going to sound like the biggest idiot of all. What time. were you going to say? What were you going to say? <laughs> no, I, I don't worry. I, I, I held myself. I was going to say the Vesna, but I, I, come on now. He had a couple <laughs> good saves. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so they were saying that him winning the Norris this year was bad for the Rangers. Why? Because now, they'll have to pay him a lot more. Facts. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there like, shut up, dude. Like, how are you going to say that about somebody? Like, it's just, that's just like terrible. I get it from like a, from like that standpoint, but come on, yeah. give the kid a break. You're happy to pay him if he's one of your best. Players. Yeah. It may, that, that's exactly, like just the yeah. stupidest thing ever. And he's also, he's the kind of kid. I mean, this could really backfire, but he's the kind of kid. I think that would take like a home team discount. You know, he, he, he's a really competitive kid. He really wants to win. And I think he's, he's a guy who's obviously not like, he's at least selfish guy that I know. I, I mean, this could, he could end up signing a $10 million deal tomorrow <laughs> after I say this, but um, you know, just, you'd, from, be, just a gr- you'd be a great agent. Start yeah. But that. listen, I do think he would take a hometown discount yeah, before you lay yeah. out any money beforehand, <laughs> yeah. but you know, Lowball us, please. If they're gonna pay I, him, I'd, be, like, I'd be like uh, Motherfucker Jones and, and Harold Bosses. I want 50% of your company. They're like, no, I want 2% of your company. It's weird how you negotiate. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I'd be. Actually, it's, it's funny you say that because I am like known amongst, well, Ellie and, and my friends for just being like the worst negotiator ever. <laughs> I kind of have a story for this. When I was in Italy with Ellie's family on vacation, her dad was like trying to buy a fedora, the fedora we ended up getting. And he was like, I'll give you 30 euro. The guy was like, no, 40. I was like, oh, I have 10 if we need. <laughs> and I was like, shut the fuck up. He's trying to like get a cheaper price. I was like, oh. <laughs> you got to read art of the deal, Laz. I mean, yeah. you'll, you'll learn everything you need to know yeah. about negotiation. Golly. Yeah. I didn't mean to change the topic. Let's, let's stick to football, though. Uh, Azra, I know you, you wanted to talk about this, this big 14-leg parlay. Yeah, I mean, I, football is back. College football in full swing. And someone was able to turn a $10 parlay into 80 thousand dollars and the parlay was basically all unders i mean every bet in this 14 team parlay was the under in various games and because of the louisville Ole miss outcome last night going under 75 and a half that was the final leg of the parlay and someone turned 10 bucks into 80k so you know i'm sure a lot of people that listen to this podcast are going to be betting that's the uh, that's the number to beat right now for the football season. Can you turn ten dollars and beat it beat uh, anything better than what the the better just did turning that into eighty k? Was this guy a redhead from Syosset that is about twenty six <laughs> years old that now has a show in Houston? Unfortunately, this was not Jake Asman that uh, <laughs> was able to make all this money. I wish it was. I'm envious of the person that was able to hit on fourteen unders in random college football games all weekend long. Are you guys in the same mindset of me, like not even like thinking of like winning the 80K, just like that guy, like what is that going through that guy's mind sitting there on the last leg of the parlay watching that last game thinking like, I'm, like, I'm hedging the shit out of it is what I'm doing. <laughs> and he didn't hedge. This guy did not hedge. He, he let it ride throughout. Like he could have cashed that ticket out and hedged. And I don't, I don't know if he's walking away with 80K if you hedge, but he could have walked away with a substantial amount of cash. Oh, yeah. Right. He let it ride, and you know what? Good for him. It paid off. I think at that point, you only risk $10. You got to let it ride. Like, you're not really no, risking but it's much. More. It's more. It's more if you really think about it. What do you mean? Because it's one it, – it, for 14 bets, 13 hit, you have one left. It's not $10. It's like a deal or no deal type thing. I mean, I guess. Oh, but... would you take this? <laughs> like a greed thing. Like, I, hey, I, would, I would just let it I'm ride. Giving you a four, I'm giving you 40 k <laughs> no matter what, or you can – 
walk away down ten dollars or up eighty. Max, that, that, that's hedge. what happens. That's what happens when you hedge. You uh, you click a button and it and it calls uh, <laughs> Howie. It calls yeah. Howie. It calls Howie, and you go right to deal or no deal stage. And there's a bunch of boxes, and you pick one, and that's the number you get when you hedge. Yeah, Howie Mandel just shows up at your house and he's like, no deal. <laughs> the craziest thing to me, though, is like, who the fuck in their right mind bets 14 unders? Like, the under, betting the under is like the worst thing to bet as like a sport better enthusiast. Like, watching games where you happens. have, watching games where you have the under, though, is like the most stressful, boring, like, yeah. you're rooting for the game to suck. Like, that's, like, I, I never really bet. slowing down time. Yeah, I really never bet unders. Down time. I, I've maybe actually that's a lie, but the under Yankees team total tonight. <laughs> um, well, shout out to Ariel, Ariel Epstein. She said that was her lock today, so I wrote it. But betting unders, especially fourteen, couldn't couldn't pay me eighty k to do that. Yeah, you could. That's a lie. I will say though, if you do want your chance, guys, to win your chance to eighty k, you gotta go to Underdog Fantasy right now. I mean, football's around the corner, guys. Thursday it starts, it's beginning, and Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play. It's the easiest place to play. To, to play for big cash prizes on underdog fantasy. You just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft the season long best ball team. And that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up. So you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You get a 20 free 25 dollar in bonus cash on underdog fantasy if you use our code LOCKA when you make your first deposit i personally love underdog because it's just so easy to use the mobile app is slick the website is user friendly so do what i've been doing go to underdogfantasy.com join a league draft a team and that's it you're good for the season remember that's underdogfantasy.com the app store or google play store and use our code LOCKA l-a-t-k and get free 25 dollars when you sign up you talk to me what l-a-t-k <laughs> no, I didn't. I yeah, just said did. it fast. No, I didn't. You did. It was funny. It works. <laughs> but while we're on the topic of, of sports betting, we do have a college football connoisseur. I don't, is, that the, is that a word? Yeah, that, that's pretty well. Oh, that's good. Okay, that's a good word. We have one amongst us, Al. Al Addis. What was your record? 24-15-2 this weekend? Yeah, on, on the dot there. Yeah, uh, had some fun. And you know, I can give you a little bit of an idea what it feels like. I got at noon on Saturday, I went seven and zero with my picks. So I had a parlay in, I was watching all my straight bets, you know, kind of just having a little fun, you know, throwing 20, 25 bucks on games just to see how I would shake out. And yeah, I mean, I never win parlays. So to see some, all that come <laughs> together at the end of the 12 o'clock, uh, didn't have as great an afternoon, but yeah, man, I'm, I was riding a few like uh, thought processes. I was betting, trying to find uh, games where um, I thought there were solid teams um, you know, solid FBS teams um, that played a lot of games last season, playing FCS schools who haven't played either didn't play at all in 2020 or played like a spring season, like had a, essentially either a disjointed off season or haven't played in two years. And just the idea that they were not going to be prepared to play a team that's already definitely better than them. So, um, yeah, had a little bit of luck. And, Do you have uh, any yeah. locks going into Saturday that you want to share? I mean, we'll we'll tweet them out on Saturday yeah. morning, but if you got like maybe two yeah. or three. No, I started looking um, – I actually watched Wisconsin and Penn State today because I just wanted to see what happened in that game. And I'm just going to say right now, watching that, I think it was a, more of a case of really good defenses than really good offenses. Um, so, And I think I know a lot about that game. So I, I'm going to definitely be riding Wisconsin this week mm-hmm. um, to blow out Eastern Michigan. And then also Penn State, I think, is going to – Put it on against Ball State, and I just like those two teams. I think under 
in the Penn State game is also uh, a move. So those, but yeah, like you said, I mean, I'll, I'm going to try to throw my best games out uh, on the account so that people can follow along and we'll see. Maybe I stink, but maybe I know what I'm talking about. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I trust you. I I, I had a uh, you know a decent weekend with your picks, but then I took my yeah. own and, and I lost. But uh, the picks you gave me all pretty much hit, so I will be riding you throughout the entire college football season. And I recommend that's, everyone else. That's not that. that's not good for your picks, Al. Not good for Al. No, no not good for Al. I, I will say I didn't watch a lot of college football this weekend. I was watching the Florida State game because like my my girlfriend and her parents are, like diehards, and I was I literally fell asleep and woke up <laughs> and it went to overtime. I was like, what oh really? The fuck? I was, yeah, I was yeah, like, what the fuck just happened? Because I was like, four states done. I was like, it's over. Yeah. But I do, I do love Florida State because um, specifically because uh, the quarterback that transferred from UCF, yeah. love Kenzie Milton, yeah, yeah, the full story, yeah. Um, you guys want to get to little bit? Asmund had a oh, sorry, uh, yeah, no, me and Asmund had a good exchange uh, last night on Twitter. I'm glad he was seeing what I was seeing. We were watching the Ole Miss game. I don't know if anybody else was. I, I saw that. Met him, and uh, man, they were calling targeting like crazy, and and on some plays that I would say like. In, in pra- I was thinking if they ran, if our guy did that in practice on a scout team player, we would be, you know, just dapping him up. We think that that was a great play, you know, and he gets thrown out for it. So it's crazy. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, Targeting I saw, I saw- college football is easily one of the worst rules in all sports. Yeah. It's the, the automatic ejection is terrible. If it happens it in the second half, the player's got to miss the first half of the following week. Really? There, there are yeah. so many issues with like rules in sports. I honestly think targeting in college football might be the worst rule in all of sports. Yep, I agree. I think it's number one. It's like, I, I agree with you guys a hundred percent. And Al knows way more than, than I do because he's in the field, but I feel like just, it's just like such a, just a sketchy ball game you're playing with because it's like something so dangerous can happen that, that they're so skeptical of that. Like there's, so, or I don't know if that's the right word, but they're so yeah. tentative. So tentative of that that like of that to happen because it could just cause a whole ruckus of shit down the road. So I, I feel like that's what my yeah. like my thought process is. They're just trying to limit it as much as they possibly can, which sucks because they're ruining the sport. I think the biggest thing is they use they they look at college football as triple A for the NFL, so to teach these guys not to do that. So when they get to the NFL, they, they make it a little bit more safe. I don't know. I hate the targeting. I remember watching that uh that Clemson game where the guy, uh, one of their best middle linebackers, got ejected off the pit. I didn't even think it was that bad. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't make yeah. any sense towards the end of that. But um, <laughs> that's all right. Um, you guys want to get into a little OFN action? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's do it. Um, let's do it. Um, so Laz came up with the beautiful idea. I think it was Laz. Um, to do beach, pool, and lake this week, and uh, and a summer, start. three different yeah. vibes. I like it, and and I'm gonna start, and um, I'm gonna take a kind of a, a cool approach on this. Um, I'm kind of gonna go. I'm like looking at it as like you know, like where do I want to like live at when I'm older? Do I want to live on you know like a house on the beach? Do I want to live in a house with a pool? Maybe both. Maybe a lake house. So I'm gonna start with my forever, and I'm gonna go with a lake because. Um, I feel like I feel like maybe you guys might have some of that too, just because like up north, I feel like lakes are, are a lot bigger than they are down in Florida. Obviously, beaches and stuff like that. But man, just like being at lake houses and knowing my my, my friends have lake houses, like I just want to like retire in a lake house. I could just picture myself there. Just like the vibes are immaculate, like just a beautiful spot. Um, the pool, I'm gonna go my um, my never, just because. Um, I mean, dude, can't go wrong with a nice pool, a nice pool party. Don't get me wrong, childhood, I fucking love it, but. 
um, there's just such a tight window and I can't make my beach my never. So I'm going to have to make my beach my once. And that's strictly because I've gone to the beach so many goddamn times that I love it. But, you know, all I need is it all I need is once, you know, what do you guys got though? I can go. Um, you know, you, you just made me think, all right, I got to think real hard this time about what I never want to do again, because that to <laughs> me is a big deal, right? Like if I never go to the beach again, that, that, that scares me. Like never go in the pool again, even I don't go to the lake as often as I do see myself with opportunities to go to the beach or the pool. So I'm going to go never on lake and then uh, forever beach. So I keep the fire Island house going. Cause that's just, you know, I need that in my life. And then I'll go once with the pool. Like it. I love Fire Island. That's definitely you have a different perspective than I do. I mean, I can I can go next if you guys want because I'm fucking killing. The, I am killing off that beach. I don't. I could be more than happy never setting foot on a beach ever again in my life. I mean, wow. Maybe maybe aside from like you know vacation on a tropical island, like that's where I really enjoy a beach because the water is like kind of nice. But I am so not a beach guy. Like it's for me like it's also different. Like growing up, like for us, the beach is like a 30, 40 minute schlep. Like carrying all the chairs and shit 10 minute walk trying to find a spot like my dad's sweating with carrying the cooler like all pissed off before I even sit down like that was my kind of beach experience growing up i mean you know you go by ellie ellie has it way different she's like belongs to a beach club has like a two minute bike ride and she's on the beach which is awesome what you what no i'm just kind of shocked because a lot of people from up north that like the reason they come down south is because they don't have beaches and they're like oh i need yeah. to go to the beach you know so i'm, I'm kind of, i'm not shocked that you said that but yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't you agree no like a majority no i i, I get why people love it for me it's just not like i i i hate when there's sand in my ass crack like i i hate the ocean <laughs> like I, I literally i don't go in the ocean like it's really like i, I don't like it i don't know why like i just don't uh so for me like my once i'll go next my once is the lake like Went to sleepaway camp all my life. I love the lake at camp. I love, you know, lake houses. I've only been to like maybe one, but being on the lake is awesome. Like, you know, going on a, a, a tube or whatever. Like I went to Lake Tahoe once. That was the, like the best trip of my life. Lake Tahoe is incredible. I love the lake, love the lake life vibes. So I'm going lake once and then I'm a pool guy. I need a pool forever, man. All I want in life is to have my own pool. Like, are you not an adult now? You don't consider yourself an adult? Um, not while I'm podcasting out of my mom's bedroom. No, I'll still, <laughs> I'll still stay the, the kid. I'll be the kid for, for now still until, uh, I'm out of my own. But yeah, I, I think like just a nice Saturday afternoon, a house in the pool, the barbecue going, that's the best vibe. Like you can't beat that. Yeah. So I, I'm also not a beach guy at all. I, the, 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 the fact of laying down on a beach and just doing nothing that's, that doesn't appeal to me. However, Here's my question. If I never do beach, does that mean I can never step foot on a beach or I can never go into an ocean? No, you can never, you can never so, go on a beach ever again. You can go to an ocean that has no sand around it. So I can never go to Al's Fire Island. You can get air again. dropped into the ocean. You can, is the house on the beach? Yeah. So you just can't leave the premises. That's going to be tough. Well, um, so I can't kill beach because <laughs> of that. Um, I'm a late guy. Same reason as you. Camp. I also we also did a trip up to Lake George and it was freaking amazing. So forever will be lake. Once will be forever. beach, and I'll uh, I'll never do pool again. Really? Although I, I'm the I'm the greatest greatest pool basketball, pool basketball player yeah. of all time. Yeah, we, I was gonna say, how are you killing the pool? I'm that's like have, where that's where you peak. 
Max, didn't I guard you in pool basketball? Um, yeah, we we probably got into a lot we of very fights physical. we didn't even know about. Very physical. Very a lot physical. of fights. <laughs> I like how we all have kind of interesting takes here on this one. This is a good one. Jake, what do you got? You got notes over there, it looks like. Yeah, I, I changed my answer a couple times here because I was <laughs> thinking about uh, some life experiences as you guys were talking. So my just, once is the lake, and this kills me because I love the lake. Like I, uh, I Just like you, Laz, I'm a, I'm a sleepaway camp guy. I love the lake. One of my really good friends here in Houston – has a lake house, has a condo, like on a lake. So, you know, July 4th, I spent on the lake. Mm-hmm. Like, I love a boat on the lake. But the reason why lake is my once is because my forever is a pool. Like, yep. you can't not go in the pool for the rest of your life. There's too many pool parties you attend. If you have kids one day, they're going to want to go in the pool. Like, the pool is good for people of all ages. That's why the pool has got to be my forever. And I'm not anti-beach, but compared to the value of the lake and the lake house and what the pool could bring to the table, the, the beach has got to be my never just because I'm not a big sand guy. Same. I don't. I also don't like the beach because there's no trees anywhere. So I, I have red hair. I, have <laughs> I burn on the beach very easily. So I could go without that. You know, w- would it be hard? Sure. But could I go without the beach? I could. So once is my lake, forever is the pool, never is the beach. Couldn't agree with you more, Jake. I, I like, I trust me. And and we're I I wouldn't say I'm anti-beach. I get I get the whole beach thing, but for me, I just love the other two way more. So that's why. What I about was, nude beach? Would that change your answer? Funny you say. Beach? Funny you say that because <laughs> Ellie and I did take a stroll through a nude beach when we were in Miami, and I did like tell her that day if like you know when the day comes in my life at some point when I have a bachelor party. I want whoever's there to play a nude game of two-hand touch on the beach because I think it'd be, <laughs> it'd be so funny. <laughs> I, like, I think it'd be hilarious. So that's my dream. That's, that's my dream. <laughs> Cap, you're on mute, I think. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really want, uh, for like my wedding, that just reminded me, like the, uh, <clears throat> the guy from Hangover that sings like the songs of the wedding, like, I'll yeah. take you to the candy shop. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like, like I don't need anything else. Like That's getting the party going, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. I think that's going to wrap it up for OFN. That was a good one all around, boys. These are getting better and better each week, I think. I'm, I'm really starting to starting to love these. And, I'll, and this one I'll post on the story tomorrow, too, see what uh, our followers think. Cap, you had a thought? Yeah, I did get – I know I sent you a, a, a bunch of people commenting on the Red Gatorade, a bunch. Yeah. So just, just so we know, we're not the only uh, people that have heard that there's spike in the Red Gatorade with something. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's we, nice when people are away. Who the hell is Alexis Lafreniere? Lafreniere. What? Okay. Lafreniere. Tra- Lafreniere. Yeah. They just traded him. All right, dude. You think oh, no, I wouldn't no. have got a notification? It's like not even believable. <laughs> if you're going to play that game, like at least like, you know, yeah. do, do some research. You should have said like, you should have said like Foxy just signed a 15 million. Yeah, that contract. could have been believable actually. Or like the Rangers just traded for Jack Eichel or something. Yes. Yeah. Do your due diligence. Ah. You just embarrass yourself. Yeah. To our 40 million listeners. If you got the name right, honestly, maybe it would have been a little more believable. No, the name would have been no way. He's just reading. <laughs> yeah, he's just no. reading. But <laughs> no take, way. Take it easier name. <laughs> yeah, literally. On that note, let's send it over to Chase and Sid. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Welcome back to the show, recurring guest, 
one of our favorite guys on the planet, good friend, best friend, whatever you want to call it, professional hockey player in the Florida Panthers organization, Chase Prisky. What's up, Pris Dog? What's going on? New nicknames here. New nicknames. Well, what is your actual nickname? I don't even know. I just call you Chase. I don't know. I got a couple of them. Had a couple in college. Had a couple of them, bro. Yeah, what were they? Because honestly, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't have a nickname for you like prisk and chase is all i've also yeah i've yeah. also never said pris dog in my life it kind of just like came out yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely never uh, off the tongue uh, probably because it's been chicken like wit dog i guess i just said pris dog i don't know yeah i'm trying to think cheese pooch a pooch pooch, pooch? Like yeah pooch. why pooch i don't know just kind of stuck and then uh when i was in when i was with uh the hurricane some of the guys called me cheese okay that that kind of makes sense i guess though like cheese. Yeah. I don't get pooch though. Maybe because like your uh, your face, like a dog, like a pooch. Could be. I want to give a what? shout out to one of my home friends. His name's Chase, and we call him Dars. Maybe we'll get that stuck in the NHL. People just call you Dars. Dars. Yeah, D A R S. And it's funny because my my middle name's Chase. So whenever like people ask me my my middle name around him, I always say it's Dars. <laughs> oh, that's unreal. Chase, don't be surprised if you come in the, if you go to the rink on Monday and you got a new nickname after what yeah. we did today. <laughs> it's, oh, no. it's gonna be like bloody time. <laughs> No, not looking forward to that. So yeah, no. you're home now. You're back in Florida. I know you trained uh, in Connecticut all summer, but are you gearing up here for training camp? Yeah, yeah. I spent the bulk of the summer in Connecticut and then uh, came down, left Saturday morning, drove down to Charlotte, kind of spent the uh, the evening there with uh, with my girlfriend. And then it's kind of nice that we, we split it up into two days. It was like 10 hours, 10 hours, pretty easy. Then uh, Sunday we got here and started at the uh, the Panthers facility Monday, and I was not ready for for a two hour skate. But I guess it's good to get me ready for camp. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely pretty exhausting. I was like, this wasn't your first year you spent away like from Florida, like the full like because you were basically gone like the whole entire summer. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I mean, ever since I left for Connecticut when I was fifteen, I really haven't like spent the summer here. Yeah. So like last. I guess last summer with like COVID and everything, that was the first summer I spent in Florida. That's why so it was just, weird. Yeah, it was just different. Like, but get things back to normal a bit, I guess. Well, can you talk about Prentice? Because I know that's like the most popular spot to train for NHL players and pro guys. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I didn't realize like you go into the rinks at Stanford Twin Rinks and you go upstairs, and I was not expecting like the setup they had. Like they had, I don't know, fifty yards of turf, uh, maybe a bit more. And, like, just they had, like, an east wing and a west wing. Like, in the east wing, it was all of just, like, machines and belt squats and, like, cardio machines. And then the west wing was all, like, racks and these different, I don't know, it's like, technology, like, 1080 sprint machines and pretty much everything under the sun that tracks, like, how fast you can move the bar and, like, just different ways to, to track progress and stuff. So, it was it was interesting. It was my first summer there. And. And I got lucky. I was with uh, Steve Santini, who's with uh, the St. Louis Blues, formerly with uh, Nashville and the Devils. And we uh, we got after it every morning at 8 a.m. And he's uh, he's a moose. So I was just trying to keep up with him for the summer. So uh, good, good partner to have. And uh, all I'll say is I do not miss the sled days. He's a stud. eh? You remember the old Adam Ernie, Steve Santini days, Westchester Express? Oh, they were they were sick. Oh my god. I never played against those guys growing up, so I don't really know. But I just know from I know from watching them, like Ernie's a truck and, and Santine's a pretty big boy too, right? 
Oh, Santini's huge, huge. But I'm also he's, I want, he's a strong guy. I I've heard the story from you, you know, personally. But I, I think it'd be a funny story to tell on here. Uh, I know you're looking to buy a place, or you bought a place already in Connecticut. And uh, Foxy came up when you were buying the place. I think it's a really funny story. Foxy's obviously a friend of all of ours, friend of the podcast, Adam Fox, for those of you who aren't familiar. But I think that'd be a funny story to tell on here, Chase. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't even know if I've told Foxy, like, the whole story. I think I just asked him, like, hey, like, I really need a favor. But anyways, uh, I've been looking – well, uh, me and, like, my best friend have been looking to, to get a house in, in Connecticut for, for a couple years now. And um, – Luckily, like real estate agent that we knew for, for quite some time, uh, there was a lot coming available right on the beach. And uh, she had messaged us and said like, hey, like this lot hasn't come available yet, but if you guys want to go meet the builder, like you guys might be able to get something done before he even brings it to market. So obviously, uh, Devon, my friend, he's in out, out in uh, Denver, so he wasn't able to go, but I just drove up from Norwalk and I met the guy. He's a Quinnipiac alum. So he, he kind of kept tabs on the hockey team and he knew who we were and uh, met him outside the lot. And we probably chatted for like an hour and a half, two hours. And uh, like, first thing I noticed, he steps out of his truck. He's got, he's got the Rangers hat on the Rangers shirt and like, whatever, an hour into our conversation. I was like, Oh, like you seem like a pretty big uh, like Ranger fan. Turns out he was like a diehard Ranger mm-hmm. fan and uh like kind of kept that in my back pocket and we went to <laughs> we we like we were talking to the real estate agent and we decided like it was like the perfect lot exactly like kind of the house we wanted to build and uh we got into like contract negotiations on like price for the house allowances for appliances stuff like this we kind of went back and forth for like a day or two and then for like the final price i was like hey like i told the real estate agent it's worth a shot but ask this guy like he's a diehard rangers fan if he will come down in price if i can get him an assigned adam fox jersey <laughs> and he turned around and he was like do you actually know adam fox like do you, is is that serious and i was like yeah like if you're going to help us out i can definitely get you one mm-hmm. and he's like He's like, you got a deal. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's really all it took was to yeah. find Adam Fox jersey. And then like, whatever it was, like a month later, Fox ended up winning the North. So I was like, oh, maybe that's a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> he might, he might yeah. sell it. <laughs> yeah. He might, he might end up turning around just trying to find a profit, but so what did, I, uh, I'd be keeping you, it. What'd you, what'd you text Foxy? Like, Hey buddy, uh, I needed the favor. <laughs> I don't, like I don't I, I rarely even talk to Foxy probably just here and there it's more of just like yeah. the Long Island crew that I that I like hang out with with like Fortunato and those guys and uh they're like boys with Foxy and uh Foxy was at Prentice too so I saw him like here and there and we uh, we, we skated together a couple times but uh I just messaged him I was like hey Foxy like I need a really big favor <laughs> and he's probably coming out of the woodworks he's probably thinking like yeah what does he need like and and I, I don't feel like we're on a basis where i can be like asking him for favors all the time yeah. but i feel like playing against him in college for whatever it was like three years and then just like we, we've got like the same group of mutual friends for like however long just i felt comfortable enough to be like hey foxy like i, I just need this <laughs> well someday you'll return the favor when he retires in boca raton and he's looking for a place and he'll ask you for a signed prisky jersey to lower the price Oh yeah. Well, hopefully one day. If not, I can just give him a recommend recommendation <laughs> on, uh, on where to live. Well, I guess I, we'll call that even. I was kind of hoping in the story, like Foxy was like, "Ah, sorry, I can't do it." And then Chase was forced to like call Laz and be yeah. like, hey, Laz, "Get me to do it." <laughs> yeah. 
So I didn't even know about the place in Connecticut. That's crazy. Um, show how shows how much we talk, eh, buddy? Um, <laughs> well, we had dinner last week, so. Yeah, you must have lost my number. Ah, stop it. I'm just messing. Um, but so now you're obviously in Florida, hopefully long term, which is what we want. Um, I know you're with Mama Dukes right now, but when's the when's the market for a new place in Florida coming? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even honestly, even if I make the team, I don't know if I'd really jump on buying a place in Florida yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm like really torn on down here. Like I especially they're building that new practice arena in Fort Lauderdale, but I don't know how like, I think they, what'd they say, a year, two years that it's going to be done? But I don't know. I don't really know if I want to live in Fort Lauderdale. I don't really go out that often. So I, I think I'm more of like a Delray Beach kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah, so, the back vibes. I know, like, one of our good buddies, uh, Andrew Peak, he moved to Fort Lauderdale this year. It was, like, his first, like, and he fucking loved it. I mean, like, that's yeah. like anything. Like, thank God. Like, I mean, I love my parents. I hope they don't listen to this episode. But, like, thank God I got, <laughs> thank God I got court here, you know, like, to, to go to her place because, uh, I would probably lose my mind if I was here all summer, as we know. But Chase's mom's different, though. She's such a lovely human being. Like, like Chase will play a nice game of cards at night with her. It's lovely. There's <laughs> actually a guy. I, I don't know which player it is, but I know there's a guy in the Yankees who is playing for the Yankees and living at home with his parents, I'm pretty sure. I don't know which player it is, but I know there's one from the Bronx that, like, literally lives home and, and goes to Yankee Stadium from his parents' Aaron Judge? house. No, not Aaron Judge. I, I You can look it up, Cap. You're the Googler, but... I'm almost positive there there is one. I think it'd be it'd be a great story if you were like living home and go go to play in the NHL. It'd be awesome. To be honest, I I don't think I could live at home uh, uh-huh. for more than maybe like a couple weeks or a month, maybe mm-hmm. tops. Uh, if I were to be here during the season, but like training camp, like for sure, it, it's to have access to to your own bedroom, to like the pool, to 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 a like a real kitchen is just I feel like it, you have such more of an advantage over someone who's in a hotel and constantly has to eat out and stuff like that. So and you don't pay rent, which yeah, I find. that's huge. So I kind of want to ask you this, but I, I mean, I don't know how you're going to answer. But like, for me, like, obviously, I've been it's funny, though, like, I've been so obviously, I'm skating with like, I'm not with the Panthers organization, but I'm helping them out. And I've been skating with them. And it's like, it's extremely like, obviously, I'm playing pro hockey now. Chase been playing for over a couple years. Like, it's like, it's pretty cool to see like the fucking guys that you're skating with out there. Like it really is. Like, I mean, it's great. Like the, the caliber of town and shit like that. But then all of a sudden you're skating and a guy by the name of Jumbo Joe starts showing up on the ice and flying around the ice. And it's just like, man, like you're on the same ice with this guy and he's an absolute legend. Like, are you, are you like, I know like you, you've, you've been playing in a, a high level of pro hockey a little longer than I have chase, but like, do you feel the same way I do? Like when you see him out there, it's like, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. I mean, I think, it was more like my first year pro where I was like, wow, like there's like uh, Sebastian Ajo or there's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, whoever, like Alexander Barkov and you'd be kind of like starstruck. And now it's, it's not so much like you, like you see them, like they, they put on the skates the same way as you, like they're, they're people too. But I don't know, for some reason, like you see Jumbo Joe around the locker room, he's got <laughs> that big beard and like, I don't know, he came into the league, like what, 97? Something like that. Yeah, like, I don't know. like the year I was born or like a couple months after I was born. And all I can think about is it's how phenomenal is phenomenal is it to think about like this guy's been in the league as long as I've been alive. Like he's been playing in the NHL longer than I've been playing hockey, period. Yeah. Like that's insane to think about. And like he's still like his passes, like his saucer passes, he'll come down two on one and he'll just land them right over your stick back door and there's like nothing yeah. you can do about it. And you see it, and, and every time I'm like, I, I'm just amazed on like how he can 
like even though he can't skate as fast or maneuver as quickly in the corners as some of the other guys like how he's able to play the game at such a high level just thinking and being like two steps ahead of everyone else it's pretty it's pretty wild to see and especially like just talking to him off the ice and stuff like he's got a family he's a dad like it's uh, it's just really cool yeah, I don't. Th- I didn't think of it like that. Like from a sense of like, man, like I was born and this guy started this NHL career like when I was born. Like that's pretty fucking wild. But no, it's 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 just so cool seeing him out there. Like even some of the other guys too. Like it's pretty remarkable. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I that was like the first thing I thought about. Like wow, like this guy's like you want to talk about the epitome of a pro. Like yeah, this guy's been doing it longer than I've been alive. Like yeah, and the, the best part is wild. like. Yeah, I kind of like compare it to like a like a Yager Yager situation. Like you know, like like Yager towards the tail end of his career comes down to Florida. Like same as like Joe, like probably like like just loving. Like how could you not love Florida? Like he's on the ice, like he's smiling, dude. Like you see him with like Hornquist, like these older guys, and like he's having such a good time. And it's like, man, like this is fucking what you live for. Like, well, Yager went everywhere. Yager played for like seven different teams, like the last seven years of his career. In his, ta- in his tail end, yeah, yeah, he played so many places. But I was actually curious. On top of that, too, Cap. Chase, like when you just walk into the Panthers training like facility locker room, like the first day of uh, you know the summer skate or whatever. I know you guys aren't in training camp yet. Like, who are those guys that you initially just like have that bomb with? Like, who are you hanging out with right now, away from the ice? Are you just tied down with with Sid at home? Ah, uh, no, nah, I'm mostly tied down. With <laughs> I don't. I don't How do you set a shout fun. out there? Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't do anything fun. Like, I'm just. I don't know. I. Uh, well, that's a good way to promote I, yourself. <laughs> yeah pretty much like uh i no no friends i don't know what does drake said uh less friends and finding more peace i don't know New i don't album. know i haven't listened you to know, the whole thing yet have you listened to the whole thing dial down those lyrics yeah no, i listen to a handful of songs but we got to dial down the lyrics but uh no i i guess uh like, most of the guys that i'm like most friendly with are the guys that i was in syracuse syracuse with like just from the point that like we were in the trenches together during like a COVID season, couldn't go out. You played 14 games against the same or 28 games against the same two teams, 14 each. Like those are the guys that like you were really in the trenches with like bag skates every day. So for me, like those are the guys that like I tend to gravitate towards, but mm. I'm, I'm definitely not shy whatsoever to talk to, talk to some of the older guys. Like I've, I've uh, grabbed Jumbo a couple of couple times and just chatted with him about like I, i've got no problem pulling some of the older guys even even the younger guys aside that are that play in the nhl on a consistent basis and just ask them like what are they doing their off time like what interests them away from hockey away from the rink and you kind of be surprised like just what what guys are interested in and and what uh what they do like it's whether it's running a running a business like having secondary like passive income streams like what they just stuff like books they read it's uh just something fun that I kind of do just to kind of learn more about guys. Like how many times in your life are you going to be able to sit in a room with, I don't know what, 20 guys that played in the NHL and actually get to know more about them than just mm-hmm. like, okay, they play hockey. But like, sure. Everyone plays hockey. Like one day you're, you're done playing hockey. Right. And then what what is your life going to be composed of? Like it, it can't always just be hockey. So for me, I, I, I like doing that. Like that's something I, I like just doing Maybe it's like nerdy. The, I don't know. Maybe it's what? Maybe it's nerdy. I don't know. No, I don't think that's nerdy at all. It's a, like an amazing point. Like, it's great to think about what you're going to do after hockey. I mean, we all have to stop playing someday, right? So it's good to have, you know, that in the back of your mind a little bit. I mean, you shouldn't think about it all the time, but it's definitely good to have, you know, like just that personality and those relationships for when hockey does end one day. Cause like, you're not going to be in the locker room, 
you know, at a certain point in your life. So it's going to just have those things, uh, you know, down for the rest of your lives for relationship purposes. Well, people don't know Chase is a certified genius outside of hockey when it comes to like school and shit like that. Like you could have went Ivy League low key if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had offers from a couple Ivy League teams. I just I, I didn't really have interest in going like it. Just, yeah. I don't know. You're, you're too good for it. <laughs> no, I, I just I don't think you need the status like you got like sooner or later you got to strip away the ego like no one cares you went to an Ivy League school like who are the people you surround yourself with what do you do like how do you make the world a better place like stuff like that like I think that is way more cool than like okay like I went to Harvard I went to Yale or I went to mm. Dartmouth like uh, okay nobody cares like yeah, there's smart, there smart people that go to a, a thousand different schools you know what I mean like you went to the bars with the Yale kids yeah that counts. They, they, they could barely get in. Yeah, that counts for something. Chase, t- uh, tell us. I know I've heard the story. Tell us about um, that time when you were in juniors, when uh, that during the national anthem, when the guy when the guy slipped, the guy fell. Oh, when we were in Penticton. Yeah. They would bring out like a legit anthem singer, and so they would <laughs> they like rolled the red carpet out to to what center ice. They had someone like dropping the puck that night. And uh, I don't know what his name was, but he, he did some of the, like the national anthems for the Vancouver Canucks. And he had like the long hair with the beard and he would wear skates and the national anthem singer would skate around the ice and sing the national anthem. It was like a whole show. And he like cut through the starting five and he like didn't know that there was the red carpet on the ice and he just ate it. And it was like, it, I think it was on ESPN. And yeah, I've seen that video before. Yeah, I've seen that video. I'm like, I'm standing right there on the blue line and I turn around <laughs> and I'm like, did that just happen? And just, you could hear a pin drop in the rink. It just went silent. It was mm-hmm. hilarious. I felt bad for, for like the anthem singer, but it was one of the funnier points of my career. I feel like that just like, especially like the guys who are playing who are so like tightened up and like nervous for games, like not the laid back guys. They just probably played unreal that night. Just all laid back, like no pressure after that. <laughs> I would have been dying. Um, they were each putting up one and one that night. You don't, you don't strike me as a loose guy before games. I feel like you're super uptight and, and intense. No, I'm like the complete opposite. Are you? I feel like you're kind of a hard ass. <laughs> no, dude, I can't shut up. Really? Oh, my God. I, I, yeah. I kind of like would fear being in a locker room with you before the game because I talk about everything that's not related to the game. <laughs> no, like I, I, if I, I, I try to find the happy medium between like – really getting dialed in but also mm. like keeping it loose like if i'm super dialed in i know when i go out there like i'm just going to be gripping my stick too tight and I also on the other end of the spectrum like if i don't focus in whatsoever yeah like i'm not gonna like pick up on the details of my game that like i need to execute on mm-hmm. like the little things like the box outs and stuff like that and so, like, I find the happy medium where I get, like, dialed in, but at the same time, like, I keep it loose. Like, I make sure I'm, like, chatting with the guys next to me and stuff. Like, it's pretty funny. I, I don't think most people would expect it. Yeah, I didn't mean that in an offensive way. I, I just pegged you oh, as no. the, uh, I pegged you as the, uh, let's focus up here, boys, that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, not really. Like, I kind of. Well, maybe in college, maybe not, maybe not now. Like, when you were a leader, you know, I couldn't be like, when you wore the C, you must have been that guy. Uh not necessarily. I think there's, there's an art to finding mm-hmm. like the balance in the room, right? Like mm-hmm. the yin and the yang, like you can't be uptight all the time, but yeah. you also can't have fun all the time. Like there, there has to be a, a, a work fun balance. Mm-hmm. I mean, just trying to, I mean, just trying to find that balance. That's it. Balance well, it's, at least you didn't get yelled at by your coach. Like Laz did for being too laid back. I did. 
I don't know. Remember when we played you and your, you would, your coach wouldn't let you come up to me and say hi to me? Well, yeah, I was going to go hug you before the game. Like, that's kind of like oh, a different, that's like a different know. scenario. <laughs> and then the whole game, Laz is fucking ignoring me and like fucking trying to get in my head. As well, well, I was, I was getting in your head. I was shooting pucks of Cappy and warmups from the other side of the red line. You were not getting in my head. Oh. You had a wraparound opportunity that you should. You know what I would do too? I know Cappy loves to listen to his pregame music and I would just keep, I would just keep hitting the FaceTime button to interrupt his music for the game. The whole entire <laughs> time in the locker room, it was so miserable. Sending him like porn gifts. Yeah, I would send him gifts of porn. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Well, well I'm, I'm curious. What's your pregame music? Well, I guess you just talked about the Drake album and stuff, but what are you listening to before games? I don't really listen to... I would listen to music in my car, and then as I walk into the arena... I listen to an audiobook. I, <laughs> well, yeah, once I take the tie off and the suit off, and I get into like my warm-up clothes, no music. It's whatever's going on in my office. Really? Yeah. Wow, you're like the complete opposite of what I would have like thought you were pregame. Nah, just trying to keep it loose. Yeah. No, I, I thought you were like... Very like routine based kind of, you know. I'm like routine based all the way up until I like get into the arena, and yeah. then then I feel like when you get too routine based, uh, like thrown off easily. Out of routine, yeah. it's like the world is coming to an end. How am I going to play tonight? Where I like my first year in pro, like I realized like I can't do the same rituals I have in college. Like you're playing yeah. three and three, and then a day off, then you're playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, like you're playing six games in nine days. Like you can't have all these routines. You can't be in your head about all these like little things. So like, for me, I got like one playlist I'll play in the car or if there's like something hot I'll play. And I might, I might even play it on repeat a couple of times mm-hmm. just to juice me up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides for that, I mean, get some EDM, get some techno, get some little Uzi, some Meek Mill, call it a day. Love that. Um, I kind of want to talk about your, significant other a little bit um because we talked about you a little too much so obviously or not obviously for the people that don't know you actually met up with laz and ellie and sid can't they're not been canceled but forced you guys to thir- first you to third wheel a date with laz and ellie first off i kind of want to know think, how that i think first laz off. was almost third wheeling me and ellie yeah, it was kind of like that i actually yeah i i almost uh well, first of all, I was going to tell Ellie to bail so it could be a one-on-one day with me and Chase. But then I know Ellie, I wanted, Ellie, Ellie wanted to meet Chase, and I know, uh, you know Chase wanted to meet Ellie. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely could have been third-wheeling because I, I, I'm not very good with the uh, the fork thing when you eat. I'm not good at, like, the oh, – what's the word? like holding the fork. Like, etiquette, like, yeah. Like the end coming down, like, <laughs> cutting. I was like, you got to, like – Yeah, I don't have good etiquette, and I can't spin wine in the wine glass. So I got made fun of a lot at the dinner, so they were bonding a little bit over that, which was nice. So funny. Chase, from your perspective, is are Laz and Ellie like the same person or no? I uh, I think they're so cute together. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> I had such a fun time with them. Yeah, that was I a good time. It. We got really um, drunk. Oh, I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just sitting at the bar like before you came. I was like wheeling the bartender. Who's the guy? The, the, <laughs> this guy was this guy was sitting next to me, absolutely like neglecting like the couple having dinner, and we were just chatting the whole time about like what we should be eating on the menu, like where the best places to eat in New York city were. And then Laz and Ellie came in and ruined my, uh, my bro ship. Mm-hmm. Well, we were also like 20 minutes late too. So we, we do apologize for that. But also when, whenever me and Ellie are in Florida, cause we do go to Florida a lot or we try to um, as much as we can, just cause like family's there and, and to get out of the, the cold New York winter. But dude, a triple date would be so fun. The three of us, the three yeah, of us. I would be elite. Go to 1-800-LUCKY in Miami and have a good time. Well, I don't know, Chase, if you got, or Cappy, I don't know if you guys can eat that kind of food since you guys are professional athletes. I don't even training. know what 1-800-LUCKY is. Oh my God. Heard. What? You've never heard of it? 
Dude, it's the it's actually the, my favorite restaurant probably on the planet. It's like uh so it's like a Chinese food market of some sort. There's like six different stations. There's like a dumpling station, a sushi a sushi station. It it is incredible. It's in uh it might be in Sunny Isles or or close to um like the Brickell area in Miami. I went there like three times in nine days. It was it was so good. And they have a, they have like a live way, DJ. We were supposed we were supposed to get dumplings. Yeah, we were. We've never gotten dumplings. Yeah, well, we got. I thought Italian was just a better move, but. We'll, we'll get dumplings. Italian, Italian is definitely yeah. classy. We'll get dumplings next summer when you're when you're back in Connecticut. I'm in. Well, okay, okay. So I was I was getting into <laughs> Sorry. another Sid. Sorry. <laughs> we're we're actually we're actually talking to Sid right now because you're on your laptop and that's like the name that pops up underneath you. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, it um, but so, so obviously she's she's really into her all of her fitness stuff and stuff like that. So does that help from like your standpoint? Like obviously I know you take your shit seriously. Don't get me wrong, but like having somebody there who's like doing all this shit with you and like and like i guess i don't know I, like don't get me wrong i know you you don't need your motivation your extra motivation stuff like that but it helps does it not no it definitely helps it's uh it's interesting it's i don't know if it necessarily motivates me more but it definitely keeps me more honest in the fact that like she because it like i don't i mean okay I'll, let me give you a little sydney bio for <laughs> She played Team Canada U17, U18, U20, maybe U22. So she was with Team Canada program for like four or five years. And then uh, she played at Quinnipiac. She played ice hockey at Quinnipiac, was the captain her senior year, which was my freshman year when we met. Uh, so she understands hockey. She like gets it. Her dad played college hockey. Uh, like she gets it. So like it's kind of nice from a standpoint that like, if she knows like I'm not rolling out I'm not stretching I'm not doing what I need to do she like keeps me honest in the fact where she like she'll never tell me to do it but she'll like make a comment on like why <laughs> I'm not doing it you know what I mean and so like it definitely keeps me honest in that in that essence but but the same thing like you see her drive like I don't think there's a day like she she legitimately doesn't take a day off like she works out every day so like I see her like motivation and like getting into the gym and it's like, okay, well, I need to go do something. Like I can't just sit around all day. So it, I mean, like it, it's nice to have her around. Well, from an emotional standpoint, <laughs> like, too. but uh, like just from like, it's nice to have her around. It's nice to have her around. Can you tell a story how you guys met? Uh, we met in summer school. Oh, really? Uh, well, not summer. Yeah. You guys go to like train in the summer. It's not like you yeah. got held back or anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. So like, yeah. back, you're, you're not required to do summer school, but like they pay for your classes. They pay for your training. They like, they give you a stipend for, for meals. So like, I Why thought it was you? very advantageous be before going into my freshman year to go work out with the strength coach and like get acclimated the, the ice is there like you have the ice whenever you want it you've got the gym there whenever you want it it's like okay if i'm gonna be here for four years why wouldn't i go and kind of get a head start sort of deal mm -hmm. so i was going into my freshman year and i was taking a couple online classes and we lived up it's called uh village i think it was village we lived up in village and i lived on like the fifth floor with like five other guys on the hockey team she lived on the first floor with like five, six, seven other girls on the women's team. And I didn't have a car. So like whenever I needed to go somewhere, I would like go downstairs and be like, Hey, can anyone drive me to the grocery store? Mm -hmm. Hey, can anyone drive me up to go get some food? <laughs> like, Hey, can anyone drive me here? Drive me there. So then like, 
we just always hung out and then like on the weekends like the athletes kind of would get together they have like a little barbecue area and everyone would kind of hang out there so uh, between like getting rides and hanging out like we just started talking and then junior year or january of my freshman year we started dating and we've been together since yeah no it's been a long time so yeah like i don't know feel like it's something out of a movie like we met at summer school yeah you're just using her for rides and then turn into a nice long relationship (laughs) what if somebody else offered you a ride yes well sir yeah that's honestly a good answer you know what i mean you never know (laughs) you do never know um chase i know we were talking about kind of a little off topic but we were talking about um like food places like when laz was coming out i'm interested since obviously we grow up basically in the same area kind of i mean near pembroke pines area but when you come down what are like your three spots you got to go to oh uh if i'm keeping it close to pines i'd probably say like offered all in weston pretty good spot for like salads and stuff like that my fit my all-time favorite spot is uh bistro yeah. What was oh, it? Falafel Bistro. You're a big Falafel Bistro guy, eh? And I'm not kidding. During COVID, they had a table like reserved for me, and I would go in there like twice a week, and they knew exactly what my order was, and they used to hook it up. Those, they were unbelievable. <laughs> so Falafel Bistro is number two, and then number three, it's a sushi place by my house called Blue Ginger. Yes, well, so, um, you got to go back to Falafel Bistro and see if they. Oh, jeez, you're back. No, that's a Chinese. Oh, I'm doing, so. it, it was so it was so funny. I'll cut that. Like, I'll cut that. The, yeah, please. I don't know why. The, or, the owner would like come up to me and be like, "You come in here all the time," and I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Do you have a job?" <laughs> I'd be like, "Kinda, kinda." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, like we love having you here." So like every day I'd come in, like he'd give me like an appetizer on the house. That, that's like, awesome. It would be like Israeli salad or like mm-hmm. cucumber tomato salad, like stuff like that. Like you would just like constantly bring me stuff to like, you already, be, like you already know you were walking in there with your Panther gear on. Oh, thought up like, Oh, I, I no, no. Something about me. I never wear like that stuff in public. You don't wear team issue. I give, no, I give it all to Sid. Oh, you do. Can I get some? I want a t-shirt. I, I gave away like when I was with Washington, I gave away all my capital stuff, gave away all my hurricane stuff already. I definitely want I a t-shirt. Some, That'd be sick. Good reason. That's some, a good reason. <laughs> well, I, I told him once he's, once he's called up for sure. I'm buying the, the reverse retro. I think those are sick. Oh, are you kidding? With, with a Prisky on it. Yeah. Oh my God, bro. I'm going to be fucking front row buzzing, but that's why we're total <laughs> opposites. When I got called, when I got called up to Cleveland, I was rocking that shit everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's crazy like when you're in the american league like those smaller cities like you were like if they know you're on the checkers like in charlotte like there are places that literally like have you eat for free mm-hmm. yeah that's so cool but before we do go into into Montsball minute i do want to get back to just like you know florida and, and your upbringing stuff um you know just for you personally i know it's kind of been a long time coming you were traded to the panthers like a little over a year ago but um, for you, how, how like just incredible and kind of full circle is it going to feel when you finally put that Panther jersey on for the first time and get to skate on home ice? And the, is it, it's the BB&T, right? BB&T Center? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really, I think it's going to be a lot of mixed emotions. I think if I'm lucky enough to get my first NHL game with the Panthers, like I would really hope that it'd be at home. I mean, obviously, I'd take my first NHL game anywhere, but I think if it was at home, it'd be, like, extremely special, just, like, with the connection with my my late father there. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think it'd just be, like, o- kind of overwhelming emotion when it all, like, settles in. I think I'd be, like, extremely, like, I don't know, everything, like, with the game, and you just 
kind of put the emotions to the side and just go play hockey. But after the game, I feel like when it really starts to settle in, like, I don't know, I'd probably cry. Yeah, that's totally understandable. It, it probably, probably hopefully not while you're hopefully not while you're playing. <laughs> just skating yeah, around with tears coming out. Yeah. yeah. No, like on the ice. You're sitting on the blue line waiting for a pass for the point and you're just crying. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking might just shed a couple tears between shifts just to uh level out the uh the emotion. But I don't know. I'd probably dig up some old emotion that mm-hmm. that I've buried down. So uh it'd be interesting for sure. You'd gain a lot of followers if you crowd on the ice, I'll tell you that. Oh, look at this chase. Look <laughs> Not in a good way. Person. No, look. Yeah, you would. Oh, look at this chase. Person. Yeah, that's true. He's really, he's really intact with his emotion. You really play with some emotion tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's really so, Well, let me ask you this, too. Do you have a, a first NHL goal, Selly, in mind or no? You're a big Selly guy. You are a big Selly guy. Well, well, well. Before he before he goes in, when we when we first had you on and we posted like the preview clips, we posted your one Selly where you the monkey off the back. Yeah, with the monkey off the back. With, yeah, that was, was sick. That, was that when you went coast to coast? I think. No, that was that was it was Quinnipiac. He, uh, I, you, I'm assuming you must have not scored in like a couple games that you did that, but it was a sick pass by whoever that righty was, like behind the back, and you and you one timed oh, it in. Tough toe. Tough that was a toe. sick pass, and then you did the monkey off the back thing. That was a sick silly. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I think my first silly probably just holster the stick and just jump as hard as I can into the yeah. glass. <laughs> Try mm. to pop the glass out. I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about a goal, Sally. I think they just they just happen naturally. That's I'm fair. Worried, more worried about the uh, the journey to get to to play my first game. And then and then last thing before we go into to my twelve minutes on the same topic, I had like four questions for this, but I, I you know whatever. Um, where do you see the uh, you know I know you're obviously heavily involved in the community and stuff, but where do you see the future of hockey in Florida headed? Because I know for for you guys, both of you, Cappy and and Chase, like um, your age group specifically in Florida is like you know, kind of that age group that really took hockey in Florida to the next level. Like there weren't many pros that came out of Florida. I think the only one that I know of before you guys is like Shane Gossespierre, but um, it seems like you, and who? Chikrin. Chikrin too, but it seems, well, he's our age though. It seems like, you know, our age group has, you know, a a pretty big group in Florida, like, you know, McElmurray and and a couple of Bulls and a couple of those guys. Before you go ahead, Chase, uh, Chikrin's younger than us. Is he? Yeah. Like two years. He's a 98. Yeah. Two years. He's a 98. Yeah. But he played, he played up with us. For oh a yeah, bit. he did. Like, oh yeah. He's he not, I mean, he was, he was going to play in the NHL. We all knew he was going to play in the NHL from when he was like 11 years old. He was like, mm-hmm. of course. But uh, no, I, I think Florida is in a, a great spot, like moving forward. I think uh, the youth hockey board has gotten tremendously, tremendously better than from what it was when we were kids. Uh, but I will say like, besides for like, the oddball here and there growing up, like the 95, 96, 97 birth year was like the first, I guess 98 too, were like the first like handful of birth years that like went on to like actually play meaningful hockey. Like a handful of guys all went and played division one, whether they're in the, the NHL, the AHL, the East coast league, like they're all playing pro hockey now. Like they're getting paid to play hockey, which I think is extremely cool. Just like you grow up in Florida as a kid and people kind of shrug off that you're playing hockey and then mm-hmm. you turn around 10 years later and for it to be your job, I think is like just one of the coolest things in the world. So yeah. I give a lot of props to like those, those, uh, those birth years to kind of get, get the, the movement started. There's been a lot, a lot of people that come before us too. Like I even remember like my cousin like playing in the same organization that Chase and I did. And he was like such a good hockey player and stuff like that. And it just like, 
I don't know. It, 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 it's definitely changed a lot. I'm happy it's changed a lot. When people used to think of Florida hockey, they're like, where's the closest ice rink to you? And I'm like, well, we got like four within a 30 minute span, you know, like, so people don't, people don't realize it's pretty, uh, pretty attractive down here. Yeah. Um, but let's get into a little matzo ball minute, Chase. What are we saying here, huh? Um, Start out with this one. If you could fight one player in the NHL, who would it be? Fight one player in the NHL? Oh, any guy? Any guy you have beef with? I guess. Nah, I don't really have beef with anyone. Even if you did have beef with somebody, who would it say? Why this could be a great clip for social media? We'll tag the person. Yeah, you tag Jake Bean. Jake Bean. I'd fight Jake Bean. He was, he was a really good friend of mine in Charlotte. He now plays for the – he just got traded to the Blue Jackets. He signed a great deal. and uh, You kick his ass? <laughs> no, but I think it'd be close. I don't think any either of us would necessarily beat the other one up, but uh-huh. I think we'd be able to hold our own, so it'd be like a fair fight. Because I think if I had beef with anyone, it's like the guys that like go in and grind and hit and like I'm not trying to get beat up. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fight someone that I'm friendly with. That makes sense. Um, if you could open up a restaurant, what kind of food would it be in what city? Every well, food guy. I'm going, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going uh, Steakhouse and Darien, Connecticut. Steakhouse and Darien? What would you call it? Well, I don't know. I'd probably franchise one. You'd franchise? I, I feel like you've thought of this. Uh, I, I think of a lot of things. Half mm-hmm. of them don't make sense, but they're fun. Chase just loves the meat. Remember we we were talking yeah. about before slapping meats, slapping the meats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd yeah. Love oh that. yeah, That'd be their I can signature. go for a steak any day of the week. <laughs> That'd be their signature. Get a slap steak by Chase. Come on down. Um, give us your top five famous people you'd want to go on a bachelor party with. I kind of changed this one up. Top five famous people. Yeah, from oh. any athlete, athletes, comedians, doesn't matter. Actors. I'm trying to think. Now that you put me on the spot, I've got no clue. And, uh, <laughs> think think like, about uh, it. Think about it. Adam Sandler. Okay. okay. For sure. Like, there's no question. He's a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know. I feel like you you asked me this off the air, I'd be able to rattle off a handful, <laughs> and then you put me on the air, and I'm like shooting blanks over here. I got no clue. Well, you got to think too. Like, you want to go on a bachelor party with Sandler? Like, you think he's going to the you know the Wet Republic in Vegas and, and raging? A thousand percent. You think, you so? think so? No, he's looking oh, for the pickup basketball game. And you wouldn't? <laughs> I wouldn't look for the pickup basketball game. You wouldn't play with him? Oh, I would play with him, but I wouldn't want to do that at my bachelor party. Hundred percent, Adam Sandler can crank back beers. Yeah, like there's no question in my mind. That's true, and yeah. and like every girl would come up to the table if Adam Sandler's chilling there. Yeah, and he's like the coolest dad ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. Like, I, mean, I, I don't know why I'm arguing. I fucking love him. I don't know why I'm arguing. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't. You you wouldn't have Adam Sandler. The real question is, you wouldn't have Adam Sandler at your bachelor party. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't give me bachelor party vibes. I mean, I love him. He'd be like the first guy I had at a family barbecue. Oh my god, that's, you're that's crazy. Not the. You're you're insane. That is so. He's not just the trying to take the other Sandler. side. Yeah. There's what do you no mean? He's just no. I'm I'm being dead serious. He's not like the first person that came to my mind when I thought like bachelor party. Like obviously, if I could have like dinner with anyone in the world, it'd be probably be him. Yeah. Okay. Who's the why first person? Dinner, to come why not to have your mind? Why not have dinner at your bachelor party with that Sandler? That's true. I mean, I don't really know. I'm, I've only been on one bachelor party, so I'm not too familiar with how they work. But first person that comes to my mind when I think bachelor party, Dave. Yeah. Dave, little Dicky. I don't even know. He'd be. Ooh, I mean, he'd, I would love. Yeah, he'd be great. He'd be great. Um. But yeah, I mean, the question wasn't for me. I don't fucking know. Well, I'm, I'm asking you. Pause in Matzo Ball Minute, and I'm going to ask you. Now, okay. I see I'm putting you on the spot now. Honestly, maybe like a Pete Davidson. I think he'd be a lot of fun. 
Pete Davidson? I feel like he'd be so like, I don't know. No, not, not, that's also like very out of character for me because I'm not like a huge Pete Davidson fan. He's just for some reason the first person that popped in my mind. You know who I'm thinking? Who? Like a primed Vince Vaughn. Prime Vince Vaughn. That'd be a good one. He's he's a he's a beauty. It seems like that's a good I answer. You were gonna say I, I thought you were gonna say a prime Vin Diesel. I was like Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> not what I was expecting from Cappy. Cappy out of left field. Yeah. Last one for you though. Um, and then maybe you'll think of a few more people you want to invite to your bachelor party um so obviously for, for a little background before we get into this last one chase is part of my three-on-three team that we got going on down here and uh there's been a lot of like talk this summer not about chase but about two other players in the league so i'm gonna ask you this who do you think wins in a fight nico blatchman or brandon duhame on the ice on the ice <sighs> that's tough well dewey got me good today i don't know if you can clip this in Thanks, Dewey. Um, I don't know. I think Blatchy, Blatchy's definitely got like more of that like I'm gonna run around and hit you and like I'm not afraid to to fight. But like Dewey's not afraid to fight either, so I can't really say that. I just think Dewey kind of, Dewey's got that strength. Like I don't know how he's to huge. describe it. Like <laughs> he's like six two and just so thick. He's what is he yeah. like two ten, two twelve? Like oh. I think Blatchy would just be overmatched because of how big and strong Dewey is, not because he's not a good fighter or like couldn't hold his own. I just think like you get to a point where the strength, like overwhelming strength, because what, what is Blatchy like? 5'10", 5'11"? Blatchy's like 5'11", maybe six foot. I think he's six foot. I don't know. Maybe, he can, no, well, Blatchy's tough though. Like Blatchy can take a punch. And that's what he does. He's a fighter. You know, I know. Dewey's a skill I, guy. That, yeah, Dewey's a skill guy. Sure. <laughs> that's why he's flashing me in the nose. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with Dewey. Unanimous decision. By I'm gonna go with Dewey on this one, but out of no disrespect to Blatchy. All right, I love the that. sheriff still has his uh, has his claim. He does. He does. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up Matsubal minute. So Chase, just just to wrap things up. Obviously, you've been on the show before, so I'm not gonna ask you the same question that we ask every guest. But what is like one? kind of like quote or something that you kind of live by on your day-to-day like do you have a you know a piece of paper written on your bedroom wall that you tap before you leave or or just like a you know motivational kind of thing that you try to live by I don't really know probably not nothing nothing off the top of my head but I know like the one thing that my dad would always say that would stick with me even though I don't really live up to it as well as I should do but uh how you do anything is how you do everything Mm -hmm. like that one that's that's a good one I, I could definitely be better in a couple aspects but i try no yeah that's definitely that's definitely a good one um i mean i i i'm sure i could be better too there's not there's a lot of things that i don't do that <laughs> that i should be doing better but uh you know i think that's kind of i think i speak for all of us in that sense unless cap you, you're kind of a perfectionist yeah, no shot <laughs> um I, I appreciate you guys uh, th- thank you but yeah you know, that can definitely be better but uh, let's get let's get sitting here because she owes me an apology for not showing up to dinner in, in New York City last week. Uh, we we definitely missed you. I know, and I'm so sorry. And the food looked amazing, so I'm like, it's FOMO. Yeah, no, I had it for for lunch the next day. It was definitely a good leftover. But we also we want to allow you Sid too, and, and Chase also, like both of you guys, if you um, like want to plug anything or you know people to follow you guys. I know Chase just had an, an Instagram makeover, so uh, if you want to talk about that. <laughs> Oh, my Instagram's <laughs> offline, so it doesn't matter. Are you offline now? Nah, friends and family, but uh-huh. 
No, Sid, plug all your shit. Like, tell yeah, us about we're it. We're only like, plugging yeah. Sid. We're just trying oh. to blow mm-hmm. her off. Sorry. So it's been uh, almost a year now since I've had my certification and since I started the fitness account at Get Fit with Sid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's CYD. It's not SYD. Yeah, that's CYD. very. That's a very important detail. Yes. Um, but no, it's been great. Like it's it's grown a lot, and it's fun having people reach out and ask questions and follow along and tell me what they like. And I haven't gotten anything that I, that they don't like, but like mm-hmm. still, it's just it's nice to get feedback from people and and help them out in any way that I can because you know that I think that just makes me a better trainer too. So it's been good. I'm happy that it's going well. I'm actually kind of curious. Have you ever had anybody reach out and be like, this shit's not working. I haven't lost weight. I haven't done. <laughs> I haven't had that yet. Thank goodness. But um, like I have my own clients where I do personal training with and stuff. So it's been yeah. like some of them I've had literally since I've been certified. So it's been almost a year. And like, fortunately they've seen progress and um, you know, they've just made kind of like lifestyle changes too, mm-hmm. which really helped them out. And so it's pretty cool to see. Like I, I was involved in coaching with hockey for a while and um, I just kind of needed a break from that. And then I found another passion with this kind of coaching. So it's been really cool, you know, um, in a lot of ways it's similar and then in other ways it's different, but still getting to connect with people and help them get better. And that's just something I get a lot of enjoyment out of. So mm-hmm. Have you guys talked about like, I mean, it's, it's such like a good idea. I mean, just like running like a hockey camp slash like fitness, like, yeah. I mean, like it's like perfect for like the MO that like, I mean, obviously like that's about the world's kind of, we haven't really talked about <laughs> like now that you mentioned it, it's like, why well, have pretty good idea. Yeah. How have you guys not thought of that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm too busy juicing up her fitness account. Yeah. Oh, I feel like that's an obvious idea. He did one workout and he's like, no, no I'm yeah. telling you right now I did one workout and I, I couldn't stop sweating <laughs> and that was the last workout I ever did with her. Well, I was going to say, they're going to have to give uh, the wives, the wives and girlfriends like their own fitness room and bb and and have like gitch for them to run the concourse, you know, <laughs> oh, pre right. pregame, Seriously. pregame, have, have Sid running the, the wives and girlfriends up the stairs. I'm telling you right now, wives, girlfriends, and former athletes. And I think the, the, the biggest one is the former athletes, which mm. I know I'm going to start pumping her tires and I know she gets a little embarrassed, but it is. <laughs> I'm an embarrassing boyfriend. Uh, a lot of former athletes that have had direction in the weight room for five, six, seven, eight years, then they stop and they get like, they go into the working force and they go to these commercial gyms and have nowhere to start. And they see like, they get a little frustrated because there are so many machines and so many things to do. And, you're thinking about how many workouts like you've done in your life and you're just trying to piece things together. I think that is like the best clientele that should reach out to at get fit with Sid. CYD. Yeah. <laughs> for, for programming. I mean, mm-hmm. between like they, she does programming anywhere from three days a week to six days a week, virtual, non-virtual, uh, no equipment, a full size gym, like whatever you need, she can do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, there are just so many people. And I, I think especially for like the female athlete that doesn't want to just go into LA fitness and yeah. be with some guy that she doesn't know, but with another former athlete who like has been there, done that and like can help them get through like that plateau and kind of get back on track. So that's my little spiel, but yeah, it's quite the marketing tactic. I can't keep talking. It's, it's just sense chase chases her marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah, I, I seriously. It's kind of funny that you guys have not thought about like a hockey camp with, you know, the off ice stuff. Like, I feel yeah, like that's just because like we've been all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've like, been moving. 
yeah, it's hard to to kind of get started with anything. But I mean, that was a not the only reason why I started this, but like a big push because it was something mm -hmm. I could do from anywhere. And like Chase said, I can like I work with former athletes who have that exact issue where it's like they just don't know where to. It, it keeps me busy. You do it again. I did it again. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. The, the volume went down. <laughs> and it's when I yeah. Just, 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 just put it down. <laughs> I, I have to fidget. I'm terrible. I'm so sorry. You gotta rewind. I don't even know where it cut off. Wait. So I, I actually, I want to ask you something, Sid. Too. Uh, we we haven't really talked about it on here, but I think it could be kind of funny just to like hear your perspective about converting to Judaism someday. Oh, yeah. We gotta. I feel like we gotta ask her now. Yeah. And I've said to Jason um like from the get-go i'd be willing to convert if he wanted me to and he hasn't uh -huh. pressured me or forced me or anything um, <laughs> so it'd be something i would do i always ask him questions and like my own memory i probably have asked him the same questions over mm -hmm. and over but it's just it's super interesting to me and i love learning about it and uh you know understanding like his beliefs and what he grew up learning and believing in and all that stuff but yeah i mean this is going to be the real test right here and you're on air. So oh you can't mess <laughs> yeah. up. What's the one day where I can't practice or eat? It's Yom Kippur. Nice. Honestly, I, I, I had to, soon. yeah, I had to think for a second. Which is coming, which <laughs> yeah, is coming yeah, right. up soon. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we got a uh, Rosh Hashanah this week. This episode is actually going to drop on Wednesday. So happy Lanash. No, Shana 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 Tova. Tova. Yeah, <laughs> It's like La Shana Tova. Yeah, me and my right? mom, any Jewish holiday, holiday, we're like Googling how do you say this? Yeah. <laughs> I still don't even know how to say them all and stuff, so don't feel too bad. Okay. Honestly, yeah. you'd probably, you'd probably pass a Judaism test and get a better score like than I would. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you this, for somebody who went to Catholic school for a year, like, I mean, I, I actually learned about like the whole religion and stuff like that. And it's so similar. Like, I mean, I like literally like was like, I'm not like contemplating that religion, <laughs> but like, I was like, man, like there's some serious fucking shit here. Like, but yeah. so it was definitely really interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, both my parents grew up Catholic, uh, but religion wasn't something that like they put on myself or my sister it was just kind of yeah. you know, believe what you want. And I think it just like helped me um, like just learn about other things and you're not yeah. learning about one set religion and stuff like that. And so um, <laughs> this is, I don't know. I never knew a Jewish person like. <laughs> no, I said these are these are good stories. These are good stories. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, okay, hit me with it. Tell me all the information I need to know, sort of thing. Well, um, you're from, you're from Ottawa, right? I am. Yeah. Ottawa, yeah. So yeah, there's not. I don't think there's many Jews up there. No, yeah. and like I grew up um, in a town just outside the city. I went to a very rural public school. Mm -hmm. Like I kid you not, like kids in the summer drove tractors mm -hmm. and in the winter they took their snowmobiles to school like it was just very yeah. out there and so it was a bit of a culture shock coming to Quinnipiac where you know it there is a high population of yeah. students there and everything like that so and then I met this guy yeah and now you're gonna he, even double that population if you're playing in Florida you know <laughs> yeah. if you guys are living in Florida together thank that's god for you sure thank, thank god you had a car Quinnipiac too Oh, did he tell you? Yeah, we asked him the story how you guys met. Let's, I guess, let's hear your perspective. Um, how we it's met? the same so, thing. Uh, Could I, be different. Uh, it was like summer school. Yeah. In July, and um, I got there a few days late, and him and his teammate came down to our room and said hi. But I realized they were just coming to say hi because they needed a ride somewhere. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> so, what he said. Yeah. 
Um, at first I didn't have a car, but my teammate did. So we're like, sure, we'll drive you. So I tagged along and then we dropped them off at one of the hockey houses and he got out of the car and I turned to my friend and I was like, he's cute. What's his name again? I forget. And she didn't know his name either. So. <laughs> oh, the Jewish, oh, the Jewish kid chase. Yeah. You don't yeah. Want then you pulled up the roster and found his number and then found him on Instagram and probably shot him a DM. Oh, he did that to me. He did that. Yeah. That's how, that's how it works. <laughs> That's, she, that's literally how it works. She's spitting nothing but lies over here. Whenever I met an athlete in college, all I would do, they'd tell me what team they're on if I forgot their name, and I'd go to the roster, find her picture, follow her on Instagram. It's a classic play. Yep, classic play I for the I had a really, really bad headshot, so I was like, oh, no. Leave. Is this her? <laughs> I mean, 95% of the headshots you take while you're oh, yeah. an athlete are brutal. Terrible. And they can't give you a heads up that it's bad either. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're good. Terrible. My favorite is when they make you take the headshot after practice. All <laughs> sweaty and greased up. Oh, either you're you're greasy from practice, you got like the helmet line on mm -hmm. the top of your forehead, mm -hmm. or you just get out of the shower and you're about to run to class and you got like the shower sweats. Yeah, like, the shower like, sweats are the worst. Oh, the worst. But uh, we hey, we we love you guys, and obviously you know we could do this all day. We'll obviously have you on you know whenever you guys want to come back on your. You're more than welcome. You guys are a big part of the, the locker room family, we'll say. But, uh, yeah, we, we love you guys. And if there's anything else you want to say before uh, we let you go, you know, feel free to, to plug or, or say whatever you want. Get that with Sid with the Steve. Yeah. And then you guys make the reservation for the triple date in Florida when, we, uh, when we're all there together. Deal. We'll figure it out for sure. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you for guys. letting me pop on here. Yeah. Always. Of course. Anytime. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you guys enjoyed the second edition of Chase Prisky all live on the locker room with special guest Sid. I love how I did that there. It was like a that was good. second. Right? That was good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we love Chase. We hope you guys did too the second time around. Um, and I'm just so happy to have him back home, see him for a couple weeks you know, before the season kicks off. I know he's extremely excited as he spoke about getting the season rolling with the Panthers. You know, And we're just hoping everything works out with him and the organization because, dude, dream come true. You know, playing for his home team. We just love it. What are you doing? Just fixing your little background? Yeah, just fixing the background. <laughs> um, but but no, it was uh, it was a great great time talking to him and catching up. And I'm I get to see him every day, so I know you're jealous, Johnny. No, yeah, dude, he's uh just overall a great guy. Like, couldn't have you know I I don't even remember like how we really even met. It was just kind of like you know I guess through you and, and our mutual friends. Well, you like, knew him. You knew of we, him. From we knew each yeah. other, and we just like we actually we met in the Ireland airport uh, at the French of War our freshman year, and we just like shot the shit, and we've been like just good friends ever since. You know, just a super nice guy, and and Sid's great too. Even though Sid bailed in our dinner, like we talked about and joked about, um, you're lucky she didn't bail on you in court. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give her shit for that until we actually get dinner again. But um, no, yeah, man, just couldn't be happier for the two of them. And we obviously wish both of them nothing but success. So a big year coming for them. Big year ahead. Go follow our boy Chase and uh, definitely go follow Sid's fitness account. Get fit with Sid. She's legit. And go get go get in shape, man. If you're not in shape, go get fucking in shape with Sid. <laughs> I do want to take a quick second to talk about our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. Now that summer is almost officially over, the weather is going to start getting bad again. It's, it's going to get cold out, and you got to stay happy. So take my favorite gummies, 
the happy gummies and go to mindsetwellnesscv.com. Use our code LAKA10, L-A-T-K-E-10 for 10% off and free shipping and check them out on Instagram at mindsetwellnesscbd. Like we always talk about every week, I take these things literally every day of my life. I love them and they just put me in a better mood. So you should go do it too. And you'll thank me later. So that's all we got, I think, for this week's episode. Uh, unless you have any final thoughts, Cap? No, nothing else. Just uh, hope everybody's excited for the first NFL weekend of the year. Um, go to Underdog Fantasy. I know we talked about it prior, but go to Underdog Fantasy, use our code, and fucking win some bets and enjoy fantasy football. We love you guys. And definitely check us on Twitter because we're posting Al's college football picks. So win you some money. He's good. I, he's 24-15-2. and two. He's got it. So... Stay tuned for those. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Keeps going on and on. We just trying to go bananas like it's Donkey Kong. Yeah. Oh, my grand always need to work. So I be eating good. You be eating dirt. If you talk a shit, you go see me smirk. Why the DJ be scratching till the needles burst? A couple screws probably loose my head. Holler at my girl, tell her bring that doobie to bed. I'm a regular guy within a regular life. Except I'm a Lamborghini if it's racing a bike. Who knows that I can turn, turn sound into something so cool. Fresh kids see me, I'm busting the moves. Come in and soon do a turn near you. Creep in your kitchen, start eating your food. Girls trying to fuck, I don't be in the mood. No time for pussy when money in the room. Oh, I switch flow, switch rhythm. Six bitten unlimited ammunition. Hey. Blue slide part.